Act Five of As You Like It by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One, The Forest. Enter Touchstone and Audrey. We shall find a time, Audrey. Patience, gentle Audrey. Faith, the priest was good enough for all the old gentleman's saying. A most wicked Sir Oliver, Audrey, a most vile Martex. But, Audrey, there is a youth here in the forest lays claim to you. Aye, I know tis. He hath no interest in me in the world. Here comes the man you mean. It is meat and drink to me to see a clown. By my troth, we that have good wits have much to answer for. We shall be flouting. We cannot hold. Enter William. Good even, Audrey. God ye good even, William. And good even to you, sir. Good even, gentle friend. Cover thy head, cover thy head. Nay, prithee, be covered. How old are you, friend? Five and twenty, sir. A ripe age. Is thy name William? William, sir. A fair name. Was born in the forest here? Aye, sir, I thank God. Thank God. A good answer. Art rich? Faith, sir, so-so. So-so is good, very good, very excellent good. And yet it is not. It is but so-so. Art thou wise? Aye, sir, I have a pretty wit. Why, thou sayest well. I do now remember a saying, The fool doth think he is wise. But a wise man knows himself to be a fool. The heathen philosopher, when he had a desire to eat a grape, would open his lips when he put it into his mouth meaning thereby that grapes were made to eat and lips to open. You do love this maid? I do, sir. Give me your hand. Art thou learned? No, sir. Then learn this of me. To have is to have, for it is a figure in rhetoric that drink, being poured out of a cup into a glass, by filling the one doth empty the other. For all your writers do consent that Ipse is he. Now you are not Ipse, for I am he. Which he, sir? He, sir, that must marry this woman. Therefore you clown abandon, which is in the vulgar leave, the society, which in the boorish is company, of this female, which in the common is a woman, which together is abandon the society of this female, or clown thou perishest, or to thy better understanding diest, or to wit I kill thee, make thee away, translate thy life into death, thy liberty into bondage i will deal in poison with thee or in bastinado or in steel i will bandy with thee in faction i will o'errun thee with policy i will kill thee a hundred and fifty ways therefore tremble and depart do good william god rest you merry sir exit enter corin our master and mistress seeks you come away away trip audrey trip audrey I attend, I attend. Exeunt. Scene two, the forest. Enter Orlando and Oliver. Is't possible that on so little acquaintance you should like her? That but seeing you should love her? And loving woo and wooing she should grant? And will you persever to enjoy her? Neither call the giddiness of it in question, the poverty of her, the small acquaintance, my sudden wooing, nor her sudden consenting, but say with me, I love Aliena. Say with her that she loves me. Consent with both that we may enjoy each other. It shall be to your good. 
for my father's house and all the revenue that was old Sir Rollins will I estate upon you, and here live and die a shepherd. You have my consent. Let your wedding be tomorrow. Thither will I invite the Duke and all's contented followers. Go you and prepare Aliena. For look you, here comes my Rosalind. Enter Rosalind. God save you, brother. And you, fair sister. Exit. Oh, my dear Orlando, how it grieves me to see thee wear thy heart in a scarf. It is my arm. I thought thy heart had been wounded with the claws of a lion. Wounded it is, but with the eyes of a lady. <laughs> Did your brother tell you how I counterfeited to swoon when he showed me your handkerchief? Aye, and greater wonders than that. Oh, I know where you are. Nay, tis true. There was never anything so sudden but the fight of two rams and Caesar's thrithonial brag of I came, saw, and overcame. <laughs> For your brother and my sister no sooner met but they looked, no sooner looked but they loved, no sooner loved but they sighed, no sooner sighed but they asked one another the reason, no sooner knew the reason but they sought the remedy, and in these degrees have they made a pair of stairs to marriage which they will climb incontinent, or else be incontinent before marriage. They are in the very wrath of love, and they will together. Clubs cannot part them. They shall be married to-morrow, and I will bid the duke to the nuptial. But oh, how bitter a thing it is to look into happiness through another man's eyes! By so much the more shall I to-morrow be at the height of heart-heaviness, by how much I shall think my brother happy in having what he wishes for. Why, then, to-morrow I cannot serve your turn for Rosalind? I can live no longer by thinking. I will weary you, then, no longer with idle talking. Know of me, then, for now I speak to some purpose, that I know you are a gentleman of good conceit. I speak not this that you should bear a good opinion of my knowledge, insomuch I say I know you are. Neither do I labour for a greater esteem than may in some little measure draw a belief from you, to do yourself good and not to grace me. Believe, then, if you please that I can do strange things. I have, since I was three-year-old, conversed with a magician, most profound in his art, and yet not damnable. If you do love Rosalind so near the heart as your gesture cries it out, when your brother marries Eliana, shall you marry her? I know into what straits of fortune she is driven, and it is not impossible to me, if it appear not inconvenient to you, to set her before your eyes to-morrow, human as she is, and without any danger. Speakest thou in sober meanings? By my life I do, which I tender dearly, though I say I am a magician. Therefore put you in your best array, bid your friends, for if you will be married to-morrow, you shall, and to Rosalind, if you will. Enter Silvius and Phoebe. Oh, look, here comes a lover of mine and a lover of hers. Youth, you have done me much ungentleness to show the letter that I writ to you. I care not if I have. It is my study to seem despiteful and ungentle to you. You are there followed by a faithful shepherd. Look upon him, love him, he worships you. Good shepherd, tell this youth what tis to love. It is to be made of sighs and tears, and so I am for Phoebe. And I for Ganymede. And I for Rosalind. And I for no woman. It is to be made of faith and service, and so I am for Phoebe. And I for Ganymede. And I for Rosalind. And I for no woman. 
it is to be all made of fantasy all made of passion and all made of wishes all adoration duty and observance all humbleness all patience and impatience all purity all trial all observance and so i am for phoebe and so am i for ganymede and so am i for rosalind and so am i for no woman if this be so why blame you me to love you if this be so why blame you me to love you if this be so why blame you me to love you who do you speak to why blame you me to love you to her that is not here nor doth not hear oh pray you no more of this tis like the howling of irish wolves against the moon to silvius i will help you if i can to phoebe i would love you if i could to-morrow meet me all together to phoebe i will marry you if ever i marry woman and i'll be married to-morrow to orlando i will satisfy you if ever i satisfied man and you shall be married to-morrow to silvius i will content you if what pleases you contents you and you shall be married to-morrow to orlando as you love rosalind meet to silvius as you love phoebe meet and as i love no woman i'll meet so fare you well i have left you commands i'll not fail if i live nor i nor i exeunt scene three the forest enter touchstone and audrey to-morrow is the joyful day audrey to-morrow will we be married i do desire it with all my heart and i hope it is no dishonest desire to desire to be a woman of the world here comes two of the banished duke's pages enter two pages well met honest gentleman by my troth well met come sit sit in a song we are for you sit in the middle shall we clap into it roundly without hawking or spitting or saying we are hoarse which are the only prologues to a bad voice if faith if faith and both in a tune like two gypsies on a horse it was a lover and his lass with a hay and a hoe and a hay nonino that o'er the green corn fields did pass in the springtime the only pretty ringtime when birds do sing hey ding a ding ding sweet lovers love the spring between the acres of the rye with a hay and a hoe and a hay nonino those pretty country folks would lie in the springtime the only pretty ringtime when birds do sing hey ding a ding ding sweet lovers love the spring this carol they began that hour with a hey and a ho and a hey nonny no how that our life was but a flower in the springtime the only pretty ringtime when birds do sing hey ding a ding ding sweet lovers love the spring and therefore take the present time with a hey and a ho and a hey nonny no for love is crowned with the prime in the springtime the only pretty ringtime when birds do sing hey ding a ding ding sweet lovers love the spring truly young gentlemen though there was no great matter in the ditty yet the note was very untunable 
You are deceived, sir. We kept time. We lost not our time. By my troth, yes. I counted by time lost to hear such a foolish song. God be with you, and God mend your voices. Come, Audrey. Exeunt. Scene four, The Forest. Enter Duke Senior, Amiens, Jacques, Orlando, Oliver, and Celia. Dost thou believe, Orlando, that the boy can do all this that he hath promised? I sometimes do believe, and sometimes do not, as those that fear they hope, and know they fear. Enter Rosalind, Silvius, and Phoebe. Patience once more, whilst our compact is urged. You say if I bring in your Rosalind, you will bestow her on Orlando here? That would I, had I kingdoms to give her. And you say you will have her when I bring her? That would I, were I of all kingdoms king. You say you'll marry me if I be willing? That will I, should I die the hour after. But if you do refuse to marry me, you'll give yourself to this most faithful shepherd? So is the bargain. You say that you'll have Phoebe if she will. Though to have her and death were both one thing. I have promised to make all this matter even. Keep you your word, O Duke, to give your daughter. You yours, Orlando, to receive his daughter. Keep your word, Phoebe, that you'll marry me, or else refusing me to wed this shepherd. Keep your word, Silvius, that you'll marry her. If she refuse me, and from hence I go, to make these doubts all even. Exeunt Rosalind and Celia. I do remember in this shepherd boy some lively touches of my daughter's favour. My lord, the first time that I ever saw him, methought he was a brother to your daughter. But, my good lord, this boy is forest-born, and hath been tutored in the rudiments of many desperate studies by his uncle, whom he reports to be a great magician, obscured in the circle of this forest. Enter Touchstone and Audrey. There is sure another flood toward, and these couples are coming to the ark. Here comes a pair of very strange beasts, which in all tongues are called fools. Salutation and greeting to you all. Good my lord, bid him welcome. This is the motley-minded gentleman that I have so often met in the forest. He hath been a courtier, he swears. If any man doubt that, let him put me to my purgation. I have trod a measure. I have flattered a lady. I have been politic with my friend, smooth with my enemy. I have undone three tailors. I have had four quarrels, and like to have fought one. And how was that tale up? Faith, we met, and found the quarrel was upon the seventh course. How seventh cause good my lord like this fellow i like him very well god ill you sir i desire you of the like i press in her sir amongst the rest of the country copulatives to swear and to forswear according as marriage binds and blood breaks a poor virgin sir an ill-favoured thing sir but mine own a poor humour of mine sir to take that that no man else will rich honesty dwells like a miser sir in a poor house as your pearl in your foul oyster oh, my faith he is very swift and sententious according to the fool's bolt sir and such dulces diseases but for the seventh cause how did you find the quarrel on the seventh cause upon a lie seven times removed bear your body more seeming audrey i did dislike the cut of a certain courtier's beard he sent me word if i said his beard was not cut well he was in the mind it was this is called retort courteous. If I sent him word again, it was not well cut. He would send me word. He cut it to please himself. 
this is called a quip modest if again it was not well cut he disabled my judgment this is called a reply churlish if again it was not well cut he would answer i spake not true this is called a reproof valiant if again it was not well cut he would say i lied this is called a counter-check quarrelsome and so to the lie circumstantial and the lie direct and how oft did you say his beard was not well cut i durst go no further than the like circumstantial nor he durst not give me the lie direct and so we measured sword and parted can you nominate in order now the degrees of the lie oh sir we quarrelled in print by the book if you have books for good manners i will name you the degrees the first the retort courteous the second the quip modest the third the reply churlish the fourth the reproof valiant the fifth the counter-checked quarrelsome the sixth the lie with circumstance the seventh the lie direct all these you may avoid but the lie direct and you may avoid that too with an if i knew when seven justices could not take up a quarrel but when the parties were met themselves one of them thought but of an if as if you say so then i say so and they shook hands and swore brothers your if is the only peacemaker much virtue in if is this not a rare fellow my lord he's as good at anything and yet a fool he uses his folly like a stalking horse and under the presentation of that he shoots his wit enter hymen rosalind and celia still music then is there mirth in heaven when earthly things made even atone together good duke receive thy daughter hymen from heaven bought her yea bought her hither that thou mightst join her hand with his whose heart within his bosom is rosalind to duke senior to you i give myself for i am yours to orlando to you i give myself for i am yours if there be truth in sight you are my daughter if there be truth in sight you are my rosalind if sight and shape be true why then my love adieu i'll have no father if you be not he i'll have no husband if you be not he nor ne'er wed woman if you be not she peace ho i bar confusion tis i must make conclusion of these most strange events here's eight that must take hands to join in hymen's bands if truth holds true contents you and you no cross shall part you and you are heart in heart you to his love must accord or have a woman to your lord you and you are sure together as the winter to foul weather whiles a wedlock hymn we sing feed yourselves with questioning that reason wonder may diminish how thus we met and these things finish wedding is great juno's crown o blessed bond of board and bed tis hymen peoples every town high wedlock then be honoured honour high honour and renown to hymen god of every town o oh, my dear niece welcome thou art to me even daughter welcome in no less degree i will not eat my word now thou art mine thy faith my fancy to thee doth combine enter jacques de bois let me have audience for a word or two i am the second son of old sir roland that bring these tidings to this fair assembly duke frederick hearing how that every day men of great worth resorted to this forest addressed a mighty power which were on foot in his own conduct purposely to take his brother here and put him to the sword and to the skirts of his wild wood he came 
where, meeting with an old religious man, after some question with him, was converted, both from his enterprise and from the world, his crown bequeathing to his banished brother, and all their lands restored to them again that were with him exiled. This to be true, I do engage my life. Welcome, young man. Thou offerest fairly to thy brother's wedding. To one his lands withheld, and to the other a land itself at large, a potent dukedom. First, in this forest let us do those ends that here were well begun and well begot. And after, every of this happy number that have endured shrewd days and nights with us shall share the good of our returned fortune according to the measure of their states. Meantime, forget this new-fallen dignity and fall into our rustic revelry. Play music, and you, brides and bridegrooms all, with measure heaped in joy, to the measures fall. Sir, by your patience, if I heard you rightly, the duke hath put on a religious life, and throning to neglect the pompous court. He hath. Well, to him will I. Out of these convertites there is much matter to be heard and learned. To duke senior. You to your former honour I bequeath. Your patience and your virtue well deserves it. To Orlando. You, to a love that your true faith doth merit. To Oliver. You, to your land and love and great allies. To Silvius. You, to a long and well-deserved bed. To Touchstone. And you, to wrangling, for thy loving voyage is but two months victualled. So, to your pleasures, I am for other than for dancing measures. Stay, Jaques, stay. To see no pastime, I. What you would have, I'll stay to know at your abandoned cave. Exit. Proceed, proceed. We will begin these rites, as we do trust their end, in true delights. A dance. Epilogue. It is not the fashion to see the lady the epilogue, but it is no more unhandsome than to see the lord the prologue. If it be true that good wine needs no bush, tis true that a good play needs no epilogue. Yet to good wine they do use good bushes, and good plays prove the better by the help of good epilogues. What a case am I in, then, that am neither a good epilogue nor cannot insinuate with you in the behalf of a good play? I am not furnished like a beggar, therefore to beg will not become me. My way is to conjure you, and I'll begin with the women. I charge you, O women, for the love you bear to men, to like as much of this play as please you. And I charge you, O men, for the love you bear to women, as I perceive by your simpering none of you hates them, that between you and the women the play may please. If I were a woman, I would kiss as many of you as had beards that pleased me, complexions that liked me, and breaths that I defied not. And I am sure as many as have good beards or good faces or sweet breaths will, for my kind offer, when I make curtsy, bid me farewell. Exeunt. End of Act Five. End of As You Like It by William Shakespeare.